Thank you for listening to the podcast of Palmetto Baptist Church. We pray that as you listen to the following message, that it will encourage you to continue to connect, grow, and serve in your relationship with God and with others. These are historic times for this church. This church was started in 1881. And there have been some real fine historic milestones in the history of this church over those many years. But what you and I are about to experience is the greatest milestone since the founding of this church. Because what you are about to do, moving to this new location has not been done on the scale that it's ever been done by this church before. God has brought us to a very unique and strategic crossroads. And we could not have done it, of course, without the Lord. We could not have done it without you. You say, well, I really haven't done much at all. Little is much when God is in it, and great is much when God is in it. You and I are on the threshold of what could be the most historic moment in the history of Palmetto Baptist Church. And I have to tell you, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here at this point of time in this church's history. And I appreciate the fact that you are here. This has been a long time coming, our Worship Life Center. And I know what you're asking. I know what most of you, when you think about our new location, what you're thinking. You're thinking, when are we going over there? And I wish I could tell you. Uh, We had planned all along to be in it by Thanksgiving. Uh, Don't think we're going to be in it by Thanksgiving, but we will be in it soon. We've had a couple of hiccups recently. One is the weather. Uh, In case you all haven't noticed, it's been raining for 40 days and 40 nights. And so uh, we've talked with the construction company, and they're going to take some of the brick from our building and take them off and build an ark with uh, the materials we have out there. Uh, The rain has set us back a little bit. Uh, We had a delivery uh, about 11 days ago of all the inside doors, and there are a bunch of inside doors to this facility, Uh, and they were all wrong. Every single one of them, they were wrong. They were too long. And um, so we had the company that manufactured the doors. They're the ones who made the error. They came back, got them, took them back to their manufacturing plant and corrected the sizes on all those doors and brought them back. That set us back some. Uh, We're going to have a massive communication system there that not only connects us with uh, 911 emergency fire and police and so forth, but uh, a state-of-the-art Wi-Fi system and communication system in that building. And it was going to be provided for us by Comcast. We'd been talking with them for the past 10 months. And they were excited and we were excited. And then uh, uh, eight days ago, Comcast pulled out of the thing. So... Uh, we had to go talk with Charter. Charter was the only provider that uh, had the speeds that we need and could do what we needed. And so we've entered an agreement with them. But where we're located, Charter has to get approval from the Department of Transportation. 
And that takes some time because government works at the speed of a dead turtle, <laughs> you know. So um, they've told us it would take probably uh, somewhere around 45 days to get that approved and installed. And so that has set us back a little bit, but it's all right. Uh, so I don't know the exact day. As soon as I know the exact Sunday, we're going to be in there and it's not going to be long. I promise you, as soon as I know, you'll know. And uh, we can look forward to that day and being there together. When we move over there, I guess you all know by now that I'm not going to preach the sermon that I had planned on preaching. And by the way, I did have a sermon. I had the whole outline and everything planned. I sent it out to our home group leaders yesterday. And um, but I just feel like the Lord leading me a different direction this morning. So uh, there you go. I won't charge you extra for this one. You know, uh, so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the same price and everything, maybe. When we move over to our building, we're going to, and that building all total is, will cost a total of somewhere between five and a half, six million dollars, and all of it will be paid for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I said, too. Uh, amazing. Ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We would go into that building with all of it paid for except for $1.5 million. And so we secured a loan for that. It's on a 25-year amortization with a seven-year balloon at a very, very low interest rate. Um, and so... That's the reason, that loan is the reason we're going into this uh, three-year Thrive campaign that will kick off next Sunday morning. And our goal is to first make the monthly payments on that loan, which will be somewhere in the neighborhood of $8,000 a month. Uh, we will do that. I will tell you right now, we will do that. And then the second goal is to pay off the note within three to five years. Three years would be awesome. Uh, five years would be awesome. Uh, but we want to pay it off as soon as we possibly can, mainly because we don't like paying interest. We like to do other things with money than pay interest with it. And number two, we've got other things to do out there. And we want to do those things as soon as we possibly can. Um, Chris mentioned last Sunday that 31 uh, of our families, that was all of the members of the capital campaign steering team and all the active deacons and their spouses and all the church staff and their spouses, we met for the purpose of making a, an advance commitment to the campaign. And uh, we wanted to announce that amount today, and Chris did, $464,000 and some change by those 31 families. Now, that's a lot of money. 31 families. That's an average of $15,000 per family. Now, a lot of folks committed out of that group committed a whole lot less, and a lot of folks committed a whole lot more, but the average was $15,000. And I don't know what $15,000 looks like to most people, but I'll tell you what it looks like to this preacher right here. <laughs> That's a lot of money, man. That's a lot of money. $15,000. Wow. That was out of 31 families. Now, we have about 170 active families uh, in this church. 
about 170 families who are active. Now, you're probably thinking, well, man, I never see 170 families here at one time. Well, that's because we all come in shifts. You know, my dad worked at General Motors. There was part of that time, part of his 30 years, he worked day shift, part of it night shift. Sometimes it was a, a, little, a little part of day and a little part of night. I call that an odd shift. And I've noticed that uh, General Motors got that shift idea from, from Baptist churches because we come to church in shifts. And uh, you, 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 you may not even realize this, but you're in one of those shifts. Now, whether you're the night shift or the day shift or if you're the odd shift, I'll just leave that to you to decide. But there are 170 families who attend our church on, a, on an active, semi-active basis. I would love to say that I expect all 170 of those families to give toward our three-year capital campaign. That is not going to happen. In fact, out of the 170 families we have, we'll have probably, I hope, around 100 families that give to the campaign, around 100 families. There will be 70 families who, who will not. Some of those 70 cannot. They cannot. They couldn't give two cents. They can't. Times have been tough. At the end of every month, the paycheck has run out back on the 20th, and the bills are still coming in on the 31st. They won't be able to. I know that. And some of those folks are in that 70 families. And there's some in those 70 families who won't give because they've never been in favor of our move from day one. They're not going to give. We know they're not going to give. That's fine. But I expect that about 100 families will give. Do you know that if 31 of those 100, let's assume that 100 families will give, and 31 of those have already committed a total of 460000 now, those of you who are watching Mr. Weimer come in the door, y'all look back over here now. Look back over here. Assuming 100 families will give, and 31 families have committed 464,000 whatever, at an average of 15,000 a family, if the remaining 69 families that I think are going to give Give an average of 15000 You know how much we'll bring in? $1.5 million. Sounds good to me too. Yeah. Now, that means that some folks would be given a whole lot less than 15000 and some folks, I hope, will give a whole lot more. But if we average 15000 all of us, 100 families... that's $1.5 million. Folks, that would be shouting time at PBC. Now, uh, let me tell you this. The average commitment after the advanced commitment group, in other words, the average commitment of that remaining 69 in campaigns is usually around $3,500 per household. That's what the average is. And if the remaining 69 families give $3,500 apiece, then we'll end up with somewhere between seven dollars and $800,000, which will make our monthly payments for eight years. That would be the average. But let me tell you what I tell people outside this church. Here, honestly, is what I tell people. I tell them, 
Palmetto Baptist Church is an above average church. You were before I came, so I had nothing to do with it. You're an above average church. And so I'm hoping and praying that we will do better than average. Better than that $3,500. I'd love to have us all have an average of 15000 I hope we will. It's going to take all of us. It's going to take those who are able to do much. It's going to take those who are going to be able only to do a little bit, but for you it is much. I remember in Luke 21, there was a time when Jesus and his disciples were sitting in worship one day. You know what they were doing? You know what Luke says they were doing? I've said this before, and the reason I keep repeating it is because it's so amazing to me. Because I don't want you to do this. I don't, this is the one time I will tell you, don't do what Jesus did. Because you know what he was doing? He was watching what people were putting in the plate. Wouldn't you love that? Okay, we're going to call our ushers. Our ushers come up here, and I'm just going to walk right here with them. Hey, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hey, 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 hey. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be great? Yeah, I know. I'd be at another church. That's what I'd be. I know. I know what you do. He was watching what people were putting in the offering plate. And there were some people putting big amounts of money in the offering plate. And there was this little woman who turned out to be a widow. And she comes in and Luke says that she puts in two small coins. In Greek, it says she put in two small lepta, L-E-P-T-A. Lepta is plural, lepton is singular. Lepton was the smallest coin in circulation in first century Judea. It was so small that the Roman government didn't have a coin that equaled the lepton. Their smallest coin was equal to two lepta. And so she dropped in two of the smallest coins. She couldn't have found two smaller coins to drop in. And Jesus says to the disciples, he says, hey, boys, you see what she put in? And they were probably thinking, yeah, we saw her put in that measly amount. And Jesus said, that woman who is a widow, while everybody else was putting in big checks that were out from their abundance, she put in those two small coins. You know what? That was all she had. That was all she had. I'm talking about when she left that building, her bank account was closed. Her CDs had expired and gone away. She had nothing. If Jesus was telling the truth, and hey, it was Jesus. I'm banking that he was telling the truth. Now, I've got I've to admit something to you folks. I'm not going to give everything I've got to this campaign, nor to this church. I'm not that lady. And I'm not going to ask you to do it for a couple of reasons. Number one, you wouldn't do it if I asked you to do it, nor should you. But I am asking you to make a sacrificial gift. In our church, in a given year, 20% of our folks give 80% of our offering. Another 30% of our folks 
give the remaining 20% of our offering and 50% of our folks never give at all. Did y'all hear that? Now, believe it or not, even that is above average. I'm telling you, you folks are above average. But it also tells me that we all can do better. We can. Now, let me say this to you. Those of you who've been around these last 15 years when I've been here, I think you should know this already. I don't mention money hardly ever. In fact, I have people sometimes come up to me, especially those that keep, keep an eye on our books. They say, hey, don't you think you need to preach on uh, financial stewardship? And I'd say, yeah, yeah. And then I just go right on and leave them wherever they are. Because I just don't like it. I don't like it. Although it is a part of discipleship, stewardship, following Christ. In fact, I will say this. I've said this before. If you look in my checkbook, If I say to you that Jesus is number one in my life and you look in my checkbook and you page, 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 and you never see any indication that Jesus is number one based upon the way I spend money. then guess what? He's not number one in my life. If Jesus is number one in my life, then you ought to be able to open up my checkbook and see pretty quickly that even in the way I spend money, he is number one. What we do with our money may be the most concrete indicator of how important Jesus is to us. Next Sunday is the kickoff to our Thrive campaign. I feel like I'm at the Academy Awards and they're already turning on the music on me over here. (laughs) It's amazing. Next Sunday's the kickoff to our Thrive campaign. And I hope it is a great day. Our leaders have stood up, and I hope that all of us will follow them and make it count. One final thing. When you, when you see the commitment card next Sunday, you're going to notice something, and some of you immediately are going to have a question. You're going to, and you're going to ask me. You're going to look at it and there's going to be a place for name, address, and a place for signature. And you're going to say, you told us three different times this was going to be anonymous. And you're right, I did. I said that before I saw the cards, and they do have name, address, and phone number, and signature. But I'm not going to go back on my promise to you. When you get your card, if you want to put your name and address and signature on it, you can. That'll help us keep good records, and the only one who's going to know your commitment besides you and who you tell, if you tell anybody, is Sherry Carter. She's our financial secretary, and she's one of the most confidential people I've ever seen. She's incredible. However, I told you three different Sunday mornings it could be anonymous if you want it to be anonymous, and if you want it to be anonymous, you make it anonymous. I don't care. All I care about is that we stand up and be counted. That's all I care about. If you want to put your name on it, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine. All of this stuff is about reaching Christ. I was going to talk about uh, we want to be. You know, I'm in this we want to be series. Did y'all know that? Boy, I'm glad y'all said you knew that. 
Y'all been coming. You should have known that. I was gonna, I was gonna preach on we want to be excellent, but that sermon will wait. Instead, I think what I, I want to say to you is this. I think I want to say we want to be debt free. How about that? Can I say that? Will anybody give me an amen to that? Amen. We want to be debt free. We want to be debt free as we reach people for Christ. Thanks for putting up with me. Let's stand and get ready to worship. Our Heavenly Father, these are such great days. I'm so grateful to you to be a part of these days. And I pray, Lord, that this is the beginning of something incredible. Lord, I pray you'd help us to stand up and be counted for what you're calling upon us to do. This morning, I pray for those who might be here who have never invited Jesus Christ into their hearts to save them. I pray that someone here today would come be saved. I pray that someone who's not a church member would say, hey, I love what God is doing in this church, and I love the folks in this church, and I want to be a part of it, and they come and officially join this church. Let this be a great day, too. In Christ's name, amen.